Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Was That In Good Taste? I'm your host, Chandler Phillips, and with me, as always, is the incorrigible... <laughs> James Beery. Hi. And we have a very special episode today because it is our game show shows. Game shows of shows. We're doing game shows, and I love game shows, and it's also got kind of a topical tie-in. Um, the the newest uh, Celebrity Jeopardy is currently underway, and I know what a lot of you Jeopardy heads are thinking. It's not real Jeopardy. He's not even a real fan. Jeopardmaniacs. That's what we are. All you Jeopardophiles are going to be super stoked about just how fun of a trivia-based episode we have today. Oh boy, here we go. There's going to be lots of twists, lots of turns, and if you want to keep seeing them, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And then you'll get one of these beautiful... Fantastic endorsements! Right here! We will say, hey, you, who just liked and followed, thanks a lot. We appreciate you. Fire stuff. Um, and with our adjoining cocktail of the day, it comes courtesy inspired by uh, de facto vis-a-vis the gaff uh, of Manhattan, of Midtown Manhattan. I used to kind of live nearby this bar, and they are known for doing little trivia nights. Well, actually, pretty pretty renowned trivia nights. Um, one of the, the host of the trivia was on Jeopardy. Oh. Like was a Jeopardy contestant and and did it like did a run. Like did a solid run. I love that. Which like that's did they win? They they won games. Ooh. But I mean like they they're no Ken Jennings. First of all, nobody's Ken Jennings. Nobody <sighs> is Ken Jennings. Not even Ken Kenneth Jennings. <laughs> um what is this cocktail called? So this cocktail, inspired by the gaff, it is named after one of the most fantastical events in all of the Jeopardy verse. Is a true daily double. Oh, that's the sound I, I forgot to get. Right? No, you got it. It's oh. the orange one. What? No, the orange one. <laughs> it's because the name is wrong. Well, no, what'd you have the name? It at? says Jeopardy wrong. Uh, does it say Geo Party? The Daily Double. The True Daily Double. Now, this uh, this may um this may be a little bit of Jeopardy trivia, making trivia of the trivia. A uh, True Daily Double is when a player or contestant decides to wager all of their earnings on uh, on a, uh, a a sudden death esque question. Oh, I love this. So like they you know they do the thing they got the grid and all that they go <laughs> pops up daily double oh yes because it'll be like uh, uh what what's the uh, uh which one you, which one you gonna pick you know you pick your wager no, I'm not, no, what, oh I'm gonna okay I'm gonna go um, sharks and sundries for six hundred sharks and sundries for six hundred it's our daily double. And here is LeVar Burton. Then it's like it, it could be a video, it could be like just a picture. It could be it could be just an average, just an average everyday question. But there's stakes. There's immediate stakes, and you're immediately tied in. 
and you're like, oh, fuck, how much are they going to bet? Are they going to risk it all? Because that's where that's where money is made. That's where a lot of the uh, uh, the the big bucks in the Jeopardy game are scored in in the in the daily doubles. And if you can if you can maximize your daily double um, every time you say it, I'm just going to press it now. <laughs> Sick. You said it a lot. <laughs> um, if you can maximize the amount of times that you hit that square or squares that trigger that is usually two, right? Game effect. There's one in the first round, two in the second round. And in Celebrity Jeopardy, there's a third triple Jeopardy that has three daily doubles in it. But they're all playing for um, charity. For charity. So Ew. it's like everything's made up. The points don't matter. They're going to give money to charities in the end. The questions are just kind of like, okay. 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 It's, um, you know, for lack of a better word, the uh, the casual Jeopardy experience. Um, but back to the cocktail. This is a true daily double. It is a fun little boozy drink that features one part creme de cassis, two parts spirit, a half ounce of fresh lemon juice, and a half ounce of triple sec. The original recipe for this asks for a dash of grenadine and says it uses two parts of the spirit, and that spirit is vodka. We took a couple little liberties here. Yes, because we, we did have it with the vodka. But we like to play fast and loose. And Chandler asked, <laughs> would this be better with gin? Would it be better with gin? And we haven't had it yet. And I phrased it in the form of a question. So we had to do it. And we got it right here. Adorned with a little um, lemon, uh, what is it, sprig? Peel. is a little lemon, lemon peel. twist. Twist, that's the word. And this beautiful. It's a dum-dum. But it's not it's a, a limoncello. Is it? Line. Look at this. Look how beautiful wow. like look how beautiful I'm doing this. I'm surprised it hasn't fallen in yet. That's pretty miraculous. You know what I'm doing? Come on. Wow. Do you hand model? So we're gonna give it a go. Uh, every time you go to a bar and you see something like this, you should be you should be furious. Because it's costing you a dollar more. I love it. I just candy dunked it in money. there. It's so good. I got I did, oh, you drowned it. So first thoughts and impressions. Oh, my goodness. It is delicious. It's essentially a uh, a little bit of a fruitier, like, vodka gimlet or like a or a lemon drop. That's what it is. It's because a lemon it's, drop. Because uh, it's the vodka. It's a vodka. Which we substituted for gin. Um, it's, of course, the lemon juice. Of course. of course, you have the triple sec. Which, again, we kind of took a little liberties, and we did uh, Quantro. But that, I mean, same family. This is the fun, because we have an ingredient, a new ingredient, the creme de cassis, mm. which is a... It's a dark currant. It's a dark currant kind of uh, liqueur. Yeah, so it's kind of kind of in like the... Like if a blueberry had the flavor profile of a blackberry, but also had like the seeds of a large grape, mm-hmm. right? I got, I got. I'm pretty, I'm pretty up to date on my currants. Yes, I think it's delicious. We've had something similar with like a um, using Chambord, which is a black raspberry liqueur, and I feel like I feel like they're pretty similar, right? They are very similar, but <laughs> this I think gives it a tad bit more depth and a tad bit more. Um, 
it draws back on the tartness. It's not a more. It's a less. It's a less tart version, and so it doesn't feel as like sugary and like kind of electric the way um, something with a with a more syrupy or raspberry e uh, liqueur would have. Instead, the black currant just kind of gives it a nice mellow body, almost like a like a dark wine float mm. top. What are your thoughts? It gives a very interesting body. Uh, I think that's so. One, the drink is not too saccharine. Okay, it's a little bright. It's a little heavy. It's very boozy. Okay, because this has two ounces of gin. Pretty significant. Okay, it doesn't have to be. It could just be two parts. But I think that's the easiest way to just get two parts. Two ounces, one of the creme de cassis, then a half an ounce of each of the lemon juice, and a triple sec. It lends it to being a not too sweet drink. No, it's but it, but it's but it still has this like fruity depth to it. It reminds me of oh, dried currants. I'm I'm thinking of dried currant like skins. Oh, you can, like soak them and make tea. What do you what do you? When it's when like in tea. When have you had those? Like in tea. I don't think I've had a. I've uh, had would a you buy a tea, like a dark currant tea? It'll have dried currants in it. It's like dried chocolate. That's, that's what's like in the orange one. It's like dried up pieces of oranges. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it's nice. And I think that every time you get any of the ones with the currant, the color is very rich. It's very dark. And it's also very earthy. Yeah. There's an earthy quality, I think, that I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get at. Oh, okay. I see what you're getting. What kind of fruit is a currant? Um, it grows on a bush, but if you were to, I, I don't know if it's a true berry. That's, that's really what I'm asking. Cause I know it grows on a bush, but it has oh. a thick skin. I mean, it has to, uh, in, of course, in, in today's climate. <laughs> I think, okay, here's the thing. The real question is, would I drink this drink? The answer is I am. You, I am doing it now. Will I make it again? That right there for me is really, I think, the bar. A lot of times, I am not making the drinks that we make on the pod at home. I do a gin and tonic. I'll do an old-fashioned. I'll do a Dirty Shirley. But then there you go. That's a cocktail we've done before, right? Because some of them do kind of creep in to our daily lexicon, you know? And then you start, you know, we do a daiquiri episode and suddenly... You remember and realize that daiquiris. daiquiris are out here, right? And we can start doing that. You switch up. You start doing on a. You go. Will on a I be bit making a margarita this? kick? Actually, I think kind of yes. Um, this is a very simple formula. It's it's almost stupid if you don't do it. It's right there. It's a gimme of a cocktail. I want to know. Uh, we're gonna get our we're gonna get our uses worth out of this uh, creme de cassis. I want to know what would you want to see this in moving forward because it goes well with vodka, it goes well with gin. I want to see what is a black currant um, rum drink. How like about what does I would like to see it in? Okay, this is one of the, those things that I know people hate, but leave me alone. Kind of like a black current old fashioned. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you're just talking cuckoo banana brains. Substitute half of the simple syrup for half of the creme de cassis. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nah. Or maybe even a little bit less because of how rich and how strong it is. So I'd say maybe a quarter ounce. Are you still using bourbon? I think that w- oh, that'll work fine. Uh, I I promise you it'll work fine. It'll work fine. I mean, you can do rye, but uh, but I think that like you know, you you would you can do, uh, you can do ready for this. Uh, you could do bourbon, uh, creme de cassis, uh, and dark cocoa nibs. Sweetened dark cocoa nibs, like the little squares. Telling you, garnish with the orange, with like a, with a, with an orange twist. I see where your heart is. I see where the I see the vision. We're gonna make it, and it's gonna be so good. Here's the problem. Because I drink that at a restaurant. I that's literally a drink for that's a restaurant. A dr- that's that's a, I I told You're you about just it. Ripping someone I else's I sent you a menu. picture of it a long time ago when I went out with our friend Jay. So okay, I went out with her. It was it was creme de cassis. It was well, it was black currant. It was whatever they used to make it a black currant. Now that's different. Is it is it the creme de cassis? Well, I'm gonna be honest. It tastes kind of like this. But is it just a black currant syrup or a black currant? Definitely, it's a a black currant syrup. Because that's different. Because I've I've tried to make uh, old fashions that substituted. like an amaro or something, or that substituted, um, like a limoncello substituted, uh, uh, grenadine for simple syrup, and just try to you know work all those angles, and it always came out just like too discordant. Well, I mean, I think about it like this, right? This is the daily double. It's a hard question. It's a true daily double. So there's a lot on the line. It's a lot on the line. You're coming into my my establishment. You're spending $22. You're spending $18 on the cocktail. The bar is really nice. You like my staff. You're tipping $3. Maybe wow. even 4 because Because what they're going to give you, and this is, this is the proposition. This is how much is on the line. Because you're a regular person. You're coming here because you want to experience this, but you don't make a lot of money. Everything for you is on the line. Your time, your money. If I give you something not good, you're going to be unhappy, and I will have wasted your time. And so I will take the time to make sure before it gets into your hands it tastes good. I think the problem a lot of times when we just— You're saying this is an $18 cocktail? I'm saying that if it were, right, everything's on the line. You have to make it good. So you're not just going to substitute the simple syrup for creme de cassis. You're going you're gonna to maybe mix a little bit of creme de cassis— into your simple syrup and to create a house, you know, crimp, like uh, current simple syrup. No, to, if, you know, okay. and you're gonna measure. You're gonna. That you're gonna figure out. It's not just gonna be one ounce. It's gonna be like point four seven five because everything's on the line, and those flavors will absolutely work together. The chocolate. If I'm doing and the it. currants with the bourbon. Well, wait, 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 wait. I think we're arguing for two different drinks here. Because I thought you were arguing for what you would price this at. No, because I'm talking about what we would put the creme de cassis in. That's the oh, kind of drink. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Because okay. it's, it's a daily double. You're putting everything on the line. You're giving somebody a cocktail that's expensive. But this is but this. No, is no, but I'm saying that's the whole point of the... Because when you're giving somebody the drink, you're putting it all on the line. It has to be a good drink. 
that's the point because the daily double is not just one answer it's not just one question there's multiple so the daily double is not this cocktail it's a cocktail that has to be the experience you're spending 18 dollars that's a lot for a cocktail that means it has to be good what are you what have you never been i've been one time i never forgot what, what my ex we went to this bar a question from the standard it was a cocktail bar it's gone now and i had this cocktail and i remember having no money it was very anxious for me to be there with her and it was like you know it was like a very interesting situation and you and spent 18 dollars on I a spent, cocktail it was 19 and guess what i doubted it and when the drink hit my tongue when the nice uh, uh, waiter, server, slash bartender, who is the one who recommended it to me in a kind way because it's so annoying when it's busy to have somebody be confused and be like, I don't know what to get. What's the best thing to get? What do you like? But <laughs> <laughs> What do you like? I'd like to go home. <laughs> but they That's were, what I'd like. But they were so nice. They were so kind. And they like guided me to a drink. And it's expensive, but it landed. And that's why, that's what makes a, a daily double is not just an answer. It's not just who, oh, wow, who, uh, who's the person who, uh, who wrote Harry Potter? Uh, is it, uh, is it George R.R. R. Martin? No, that's not what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's a hard question. It's a hard, hard question. And that's like, how do you make a customer come into your bar, your establishment? And spend eighteen dollars, not because you want to charge eighteen dollars, but because labor is expensive, license is expensive. Yeah. You have to charge them eighteen dollars. How do you make it happen? I think we have drastically different approaches into how we want customers to approach this drink. Because okay. you're trying to bring class and sophistication. It's a daily double. You're putting it all online. But the spirit of a true daily double. Is much much more nihilistic than what you're. There, <laughs> more more six pack a, of Coors Light. <laughs> there is a deadness that has to ha occur behind your eyes to be like, "Fuck it, true daily double. Let's do it. Let's just rock and roll." And that's it's the rock and roll lifestyle of a true daily double that I think would make this a oh. breakfast drink. <laughs> you know what? I get it because. I'm talking about a daily double, and I'm, I'm talking about. You're talking for about me, strategy. For me, I'm playing the game. The stakes are high, and I'm thinking about it. You, you're like YOLO. It's nine o'clock on a Tuesday. I yep. just recorded a podcast with my friend who gets that gets zero listeners. We just started it yesterday, and I have to. <laughs> and I, I'm tired, and it's the morning. But you know what? I'm gonna have five. Like you just that's, <laughs> you're that's like, the spirit of a true day. It's like double. it's like showing up to work <laughs> after you had like, because you make the wager before you see the question. So to be able to just be like, me and my ex, we used to work at Starbucks and we used to go to this this uh, brunch place down the block and we would do this thing. We would drink, and you never know on a Saturday, you never know how busy the store would be, and we would go to work together to work together, and it was literally a flip of the coin. We would go out. Just get sloshed, literally be almost unable to walk, <laughs> and then we would go to work, and they'd be like, "Ah, it's a cool day." <laughs> or we get there, and it's like, "All oh, hands on deck, everybody's called out." James, you're the best. 
you have to do everything. And now it's all on the <laughs> and line. Now it's all on the line. All eyes on me. Oh man, I love it. I'm sorry. I absolutely am a huge fan of the Daily Double. And then make it a true daily. Just just make and and those who know, no. Right? You know what? I'm gonna be honest, I have to go to work in the morning. You know what? Make it a make it a make it a How about this? Over. I just had one. That was a daily double. That oh two daily doubles. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. Uh, by the way, let's see let's see how much of a daily double keeps going. Let's see if I get the drops correctly. <laughs> it's already not happening. <laughs> it's already not happening. You know what it is? Ah oh, man, it's not happening. We were daily doubling before. This is a triple double. This is this is a uh, we're in triple jeopardy right now. This is this is dangerous. I'm sorry. I got a little distracted in trying to look up um James Halzer 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 what his uh total winnings was in Jeopardy because we all know Ken Jennings, the goat. Here's the thing, but honestly, uh, Ken, there's like, also like a little. <laughs> it's interesting because Ken Jennings won. But he's like the longest streak. He's not the most amount of money. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, because like this like man worked the game. Yeah, there's like the most amount of money and the most wins. And my favorite thing to do, I can't say the word. It's like a word from Amazon. They're everywhere. They're listening. At night, they go play Jeopardy, and then literally, I'll lay there with my girl, and we'll just. Just they, guess they, Jeopardy questions. She'll just listen to me uh, play Jeopardy. <laughs> that's honestly that's why I like watching Celebrity Jeopardy. I could care less about the banter between the celebrities between rounds. I'm here because the questions are just simple enough for me to feel like a <laughs> genius. You know, Celebrity Jeopardy is so good. It's so easy. I'm like, I, I am feel so bad. Through this. I feel so bad. Celebrity Jeopardy is just hilarious. So. Uh, Real, 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 real quick. Okay, okay. James Holitzer. James Holtz. It's spelt weird. James Holtzer? Yeah. 32 games won. Uh, 2,046,216. Er, 216. It's 2,462,216. Total. And then 131,127. Ga- like, best game. That's that's pretty fucking impressive. That's his average money per game seventy six thousand nine hundred forty four. Here's that's, the thing. Those are some killer fucking right. stats. Here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you something, and this is gross. The amount of times that I've gotten laid because I've been like good at Jeopardy when it's just memorization and it's not intelligence, and you know what I mean and. I'm not saying that because obviously there's like one, there's an aspect of privilege. Yeah. The ability for me, it's different. You know, it's like a mix of trauma and like black boy cutting school. I go to the library, hang out all day. You know what I mean? But like, that's a rare story. Generally, the ability to spend all your time reading books is privilege. That's yeah. People Especially who, trivia knowledge. Yeah. Trivia knowledge is its own type of like people who go on Jeopardy. They sit there. And they just practice a name trivia. You know, if you put me at a test and you ask me who wrote a certain sonata, I 
if and you gave me a limited time, I could root through my memory and figure it out. But if you asked me the common conversation, I couldn't. The ability to just retain a name information is either an autistic thing or like a, you just have the amount of time to sit there. But here's the thing. And do nothing. It's <gasps> I did it right. It poured correctly. You did. That I'm was so I'm pretty proud of myself. Miraculous. Here's the thing, though. The thing is, it's not just about knowing things. There is the meta game that goes into Jeopardy. The whole button, like the the buzzer smashing techniques, the way that you have to time it in conjunction with the end of the reading of the clue. You have to time. Your answer, your buzz, and when you think the host is going to finish the question. Okay. Buzz contest right now on a count of three. So read a question. Right now. Okay. No. Well, who, uh, um, uh, who is the head? A, oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> this head of this house with a lion as its banner. Oh, God, it's so hard. Listen, I've had too many daily doubles. Hold on. No, I'm going to make this work. <clears throat> He's a what? Oh, oh, wait, oh no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Wait, I, no, I got it, I got it. I the, wait, wait, what, what do they call the top part again? The daily doubles. What do they, what do they call the top? That's the that's the categories. The, the category the category is books from the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh no! I'm he's a what? He's a wizard, Harry. Oh shit! I forgot. I, the I just hit. I forget the button. I forgot <laughs> to hit the button. Can I tell you something? That's part of the game. That's part of the game. Because I, I'm Cause the one. You knew the answer. I literally made up the answer. I made up the answer, and I couldn't hit the button in time. It's about the button. You know, it's all about the button. Because you notice the people, and they do this. I love that you mentioned the strategy because they do this. They go, they go, um, blah blah blah, blah and immediately, and then they go, and then they think about it because they know how much time they have. Yep. It's you know. about hitting the button, for, and then you see you watch Celebrity Jeopardy, and they don't they don't know the game. Like they've watched it, but they don't know the game. I mean, it's like it's like playing poker. People like they're like, oh, you go in for every hand. Uh, no, there is like a certain number of hands you press, but there's a percentage. There's a st statistical percentage of hands, and that's thirty percent. You should be not. You should be participating in at least thirty percent of the hands. That's so no, I'm sorry, and uh, it's thirty five percent. And but and that's and that doesn't mean you can't percent in, on more. But, that's but at the, a minimum, at the minimum, you can't just keep not folding and not putting in unless it's the big blind or small blind. You can't do that because you're gonna miss out on those times where you happen to get a full house or you happen to get a flush. You, you know gotta what I mean? play the game. You have to play the game. But also by its rules. So when you're playing Jeopardy, if you know the answer, of course you're going for the button. If you don't know the answer, you don't go for the button. But sometimes if you don't go for the if you don't know the answer, you have to go for the button. Or it's a subject that you know that you'll know the answer. And so you you, you want just a couple seconds to breathe. But again, you'll watch Celebrity Jeopardy and they're like, oh, my buzzer, it's not. What's going on? And like, yeah, they're kind of doing the bit. But also, to 
they just don't know that like if you buzz in too early, you get locked. And out. then there's always the final Jeopardy. Is this it? They're sitting there. They're thinking, because they they give them a hard question. So what what uh, me and my other Jeopardy enthusiast friend like to do, and I think this is this is a common. This isn't just an us thing, but like. You have another Jeopardy friend? Oh yeah. Okay. I have other trivia friends. Um, when they go into the commercial break for the final Jeopardy. They'll give you the topic, and you want to try to guess the answer to the topic um, before you even see what the question is. I love that. Do you, do you ever do one of those? Those That's a fun little, like, and you know what? I was watching Celebrity Jeopardy, and I got it. Yeah. It was it was something that it was, like, uh, turn-of-the-century artists, or, so, or and I was like, it's Salvador Dali. <laughs> I love that. Like I love it's, that the, it's a no-brainer. It's like, come on. Come on. There are definitely questions in there that are set to trip you up. You know? And I know we're talking... First of all, one thing. Alice Trebek, RIP, brother. You know, um, my mother and I, of course, like a lot of people, we didn't have cable. So what we would do is we would watch terrestrial TV. And from 7 o'clock and 7.30, that's like, you know, on ABC, it's Wheel of Fortune. It's that in Jeopardy, right? Now it's just Wheel of Fortune, and it is awful. Well, Jeopardy's about to because they're because they just got their host. Oh, they got their official one. Yeah, they got their official host. I mean, okay. Listen, I don't watch it every week because that's the thing. Back then, we didn't have cable. We didn't have streaming. It's been Ken. It's always been Ken. Like Mayim, you did a good job. You did a great job. You did. You were a fantastic host at doing the hosting duties. Ken is just like he's he's the he's the obvious hire from within. Like I, I think it's just kind of you get to a certain point where you dominate in your career field so much that you it, it was it it was kind of bequeathed to him. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's interesting because we've talked about Jeopardy, and so from my experience, it's always been Wheel of Fortune then Jeopardy, right? Yeah, Wheel of Fortune being. The less skilled game. It's a game so of. We're, we're going to get into this. Okay. Got, okay. Got, okay. I, you know what? I'm sorry. But, but I love th- game shows. No, I love. I. And here's the thing Wheel of Fortune is. Um, like, I think that one is more of a skill based game than a lot of other things that try to pass themselves off as game shows. Like what? Oh. You know what? You know what game show I can't fucking stand is Deal or No Deal. I cannot stand. That's deal. not a game. It's not. A I game. hate it because it's just sad gambling. It is just gambling, and Be- it's just watching people have their like, oh, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna maybe make your life marginally better, or are you gonna risk it all? And it's just it's it's, and it's so funny because I think watch people connected. In relation to like who wants to be a millionaire, and I here's the thing, it's because I'm not you. You mentioned deal or no deal, it's very similar because as you continue to go, the value of the prizes is going up, mm-hmm. the risk is going up. The difference between the shows more risk, more reward. Yeah, is deal or no deal, no deal, 
there is not a skill aspect there's not involved. a skill aspect and the only like increasing risk is is purely by by chance it's that it's um let's make a deal that was the other that yeah, was the yeah, one yeah. where they had like the the three doors thing and it's like oh well if you pick one door and then they bring it down to 50 50 and then they say do you want to switch your door or like statistically don't switch your door always never switch your door yeah yeah because you know that that door has both a one in three chance and a one in two chance so that's like that the that maths into a because the minute you switch it you've immediately increased the number of chances yeah and then and you negated your your other win essentially like up until that point your door has proven to be one of two doors. I hate those ones. I hate... I, okay, now, here's a question. Hate's a strong one. I dislike game shows that don't require any skill aspect to it. So Price is Right. But here's the thing. Oh, yeah. Price is Right. That's uh, because if no, there's, there is some If you're a housewife, because of, of the era... And I don't mean late Price is Right. Early like, Price is Right. If you get on... You can study it, catalogs. That's that's how you do. That it, but now it's now it's kind of just like... I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the catch is. But Wheel of Fortune, you have the whole like... You got to guess the phrase. You got to do all that. What confuses me about Wheel of Fortune, and this is just one that... Because I didn't grow up with it. How many fucking spins do you get? Mm. Like you got so many goddamn spins. It seems no, that's like not how it works. What are you talking about? They they were like, this is how Wheel of Fortune goes. Okay, explain One, to me. These are the this is how Wheel of Fortune goes. In front of you is a board. In the board, there are a few letters organized in a way to visually represent the amount of letters in a word. Sometimes with a hyphen, or just not at all. You have to guess, kind of like Hangman. What you do is you all take turns until somebody gets it right. You spin. If it lands on a dollar symbol that has a number of money, you get a guess. If you get the guess correctly, you spin again. If you don't, you pass. But you can just you can just guess letters. No, yes, but you get to guess once. If if you guess right, you spin again. If you guess wrong, you pass. Okay, but unless you land on a space that's skip. What it what so like when when it gets to a person and they spin and they're like I want a P, I want a G, I want an S. Oh, that's Can a different that's towards the end. What? So when you're the last person, there's like a final there's like a final one. And it's like usually it's a phrase. And then they give you a hint. Yeah. And it, and it's like and it's almost jeopardy like where it's like um it's it's like a crossword no one's puzzle. greater than him i made it very easy and cuz it's like a it's a disney themed one no one's greater than him and then it's it's like it's five and then it's a g at the beginning and an n at the end and you get to get like four consonants you get like a certain number of consonants and a certain number of vowels but how do you know? No, no, so how, how do you? But how do you? But how do you know? Well, no, so how I picked an easy one. No, no, no because you, no, you, you're give, you're told the amount. I can't remember. It's like five consonants, three vowels, or something. So you pick. I'd like to solve the puzzle. 
So is it mountain? No, that's different because that's the round where it's like a speed round. There's a speed and round? everybody's on top. They they show them on top, and it's like going fast, and so everybody gets a get. Everybody gets a every it's everybody gets a spin, a guess, a, a spin, a letter, and a guess. But, but so it'll but spin. They'll like spin. spin and it's eight hundred. It's it's a quick game. Spin it. They just eight hundred. So Can I get a P? Eh, eh. Next person, and then it's done. Then, 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 you know, it's like, oh, can I guess the word? Naggers. Whoa. Whoa. Naggers. Oh. I said it very clearly. This is not South Park. Those who, um. Who nag. Okay. Whoa. I love game shows. I, oh. I never really understood uh, Wheel of Fortune until just this moment. It all just clicked for me. And um, it does still doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, there there are game shows that... Th- another, one, I, another one I just don't fucking understand. Press your luck. Do you remember that? All, all I remember, the only thing I remember from that one is just people going, big money, big money, no women. Oh, no yeah, yeah, yeah. No women, no women, no women, no women. And then Wait, what is it called again? Is it the Noid? No, the name of the game. Uh, press your luck. Damn, I don't remember what, how to get, but I remember. And then you got to bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that one's about either. How about this for game shows? That one just seems like a like Yo. a live taping of someone dying inside of a slot machine. Where in the world is Car- Carmen San Diego? That was a game show. And yes, because it had contestants. And where in time is Carmen San Diego too? Because it was. All the games that do contestants, and they do trivia questions, and the goal effectively is like to get to the end or mm. to get the clues. Is it kind of like an amazing race kind of thing? You're at you're answering history questions. I never to watched catch that one. Carmen San Diego. That sounds fun. That sounds like a good time. Amazing race also seemed like. Do you can do you consider competition shows within the umbrella of game shows? So like if it, if there if there's contestants, is it a game show? This is I'm yes ask, I'm legally you and I'm polling the odd. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the audience. Well, I'm Regis. gonna ruin it because it's legally I believe yes because Whoa. because games like Survivor and stuff and the Raising Amazing Race, they have because game shows have a lot of rules because I guess when game shows first came out, people were cheating. The organizations were cheating the people who were participating, the participants. And so now there are lots of just like observers, huge observers, third party companies. These games are scrutinized to make sure that the kind of game they are is fair. I.e., if it's a game of luck, it's a game of luck. Now, a game of luck can't be a game of skill. If you're able to game of skill, a game of luck is not a game of luck. What about a game of subjective opinion? Well, that would be wh- whose line is it anyway? I was thinking more of like uh, cooking and baking shows, but yes, whose line is it anything or whose line is in any way where everything's made up and the points don't matter? That's not a game show. No, it's, it's not. It's because it's subjective to Drew Carey. He gets to decide. Or uh, was it Aisha Taylor? Or Aisha Taylor? Aisha Tyler? Oh yeah, she's so funny. Um, so I'm sorry, I don't really watch TV that much lately. So don't get me wrong. 
but uh, I'm I I want to I want to tie back into that later. Um, but we'll get it. Our our contestant based shows like another one I've been getting into really is uh Traders hosted by Alan Cummings. I know who Alan oh, Cummings is, but Alan I don't know Cummings, what that yeah. show is. So you ever played the game Mafia? Or you played the game like um uh I think where the, oh god. It's like there's a people group of call people. it Secret Hitler. That's a that's another version of it. Um I don't mean that's were- the most common name. Werewolf. Yeah, where it's like oh 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 there's a video game, popular video game, Town of Salem. It's like um, a PC game. You know, and it's like same idea. There's like there's a witch and maybe there's a serial killer and you all know what you are like there's there's citizens or there's like friendlies yeah. and then there's you don't know what other people are you know what you are if you were the bad guy or are they the bad guy but y- you as the bad guy get to fuck with everybody's heads and it's so much fun dude i love i love playing i love playing those kinds of games you seem to like messing people's heads way too much no i just i love non-stakes lying i love lying with no stakes attached and I like it when there's a little bit of stakes attached, and I, um, and not not too much, but just a little bit. And I'm deeply anxious whenever there are actual stakes attached. Yeah, it's still on. It's we're, we're still playing, but <laughs> that's not what I was saying. Oh, oh. <laughs> Anywho. So it's a game where there's like I don't know twelve contestants and like three or four of them are uh, traitors and then each night the traitors vote to eliminate a, a contestant and then the next day the contestants will vote amongst they'll they'll usually do a challenge some sort of challenge everybody votes at the same time but like some of the people who there's are the like bad a, guys there's a round table there's a campaigning yeah. process not all the bad guys. Sometimes, depending, there's like sometimes it's like a neutral bad guy. Sometimes. Like in Town of Salem, there's a serial killer who's outside of the bad guys, but is their own kind of bad guy. And so they're guys. not in the circle at night. Can they kill the bad guy? They can. But no, they that, can that's, see. That's not in this Traders game that I'm talking about, but that sounds fun. Same with um, uh, Mafia, where, where it's like there's one, two, that it's like if you're the, if you're the butcher or something. And so and you you are you are read as a bad guy even though you don't actually do any of the uh any of the crimes. Yeah. Mafia is there's a godfather then the godfather can and the I guess I forget what they call the minions but you can see each other. And then there's also so then there's civilians and there's like a cop and there's like a medic yeah. You know, so like there's different roles. So when you're the last mafia, then you become the godfather. But there's like there's like a healing god there's like a healing mafia. I played a lot of these games, okay. I, I love these games. I love games that incorporate game theory, I think. Like I love a trivia game. I think I think that's like base level of like a good game show is a trivia game show. Surprisingly, too, another one that, like, I'm, as I'm going to tell you about the other games I don't like, what I do like is uh, the Newlywed game. I think that one's a fun one. I think that, I like the drama. Like, I love the uh, incendiary, like, the 
the fact that it's just planting seeds that you know someone's gonna have a fight about later that night. That game could be very kind, I think. And it that's kind of that's kind of the it fun. It can be super sweet. It's like super loving, and even when you don't know your partner's favorite movie or something, it's it can be cute because or you don't have to know everything about the person you love. What the ones that are really cute to me is when they have an answer and then they say the answer and then the person who like who had the guess either had the same like super obscure thing or like they both misinterpreted the question the same way or they were like, oh, that's such a better answer. I, I love that. Said, that's so cute. It's so cute when they're like, oh. You do know me, but you just know me better than I know myself. So sweet. So heartwarming. I love that. Um, and then I also love, like, sometimes you see the couples and you're just like, that's an interesting pairing. Okay, I don't do that. <laughs> that's not, you're by yourself. <laughs> you're blushing now, huh? <laughs> Where you're just like, huh. They're oh, I didn't know that they could date. <laughs> No, when you're like one of them seems a person who likes Yu-Gi-Oh and magic. Would uh, you think I bet? <laughs> no, like in <laughs> like you see him, and you're just like, huh? What what realms kind of crossed over, and you see someone who just looks like they'd be real mean. You know, I, I know that. I know that way too well. And then you it's see like, you're so nice. Why does everybody think you're mean? Go into a social situation. Oh, that's why. Okay, I get it now. For some reason, you just make people think you're mean. <laughs> it's like our thing. <laughs> it's like at home, everything's like it's like chill. Go outside. I guess the anxiety takes over. Yeah. Like, what's going on right now? Just, I, like, I like, need an outlet. Like, literally, what is happening? I'm just trying to have a good time. It's me. I'm the one who does that. <laughs> I'm like anxious, like ruining the whole evening. It's, okay, it's <laughs> me. I'm the. Yeah. Um, oh, he's g- talking about his girlfriend. Nope. <laughs> it's me. Hi. What's <laughs> I to say? We. I can't sing the rest of the lyric. Otherwise, um, we get sued. For real this time. Um, other games, other game shows that I don't like. Uh, what one is is uh, game shows that that don't really require any strategy or that require more on like random chance than they do actual strategy. And then there's games where celebrities are expected to know things, but they instead use the airtime to just plug themselves uh what is it was it what is the with the uh, celebrity square so yeah hollywood squares hollywood squares yeah that's that's the very one yeah or it's just Wh- like Whoopi Goldberg? yeah yeah i think she was an executive producer for a bit there's that there's match game that's another one where it's like you have the panel of celebrities and then you have people who are literally just trying to edge their way out of whatever financial situation that they're currently in and they're like please Please, for the love of God, will this celebrity just have some lick of sense? And instead, the celebrity is like, well, I'm going to go for the dick joke. (laughs) 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 Do you like me now? Do you like me now? 
who was this who was this famous woman to be the first to land on the moon? Well, you know what, Alec? Because it's Alec Baldwin who hosts now. Well, you know what, Alec? I don't know who the first woman on the moon was. But I know the first woman to moon me was Julie Moore. <laughs> oh, I love, um, you know what? That's why I like you. I like where you took that. That was, that was very, that was like, very like uh, late 80s Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it's very Don Knotts on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Like it's just, it's very it's very like Adam West Batman and his pie bow Scooby Doo. I was just going for like General Roger from American mm-hmm. Dad. I'm like that that seems like the where where to take that. Oh my god, I could definitely see that. <laughs> oh my god, are you Roger? Am I just not seeing the year costume? I've been Roger the whole time. You've <laughs> been Roger the whole time. But like those, they just seem so. Not desperate, but like you just expect you expect the celebrity to c- just kind of take themselves out of the moment just for a split second, so that maybe someone else can have a spotlight for a change. And no, no, instead they're competing with eight other celebrities to try to get the soundbite that will then be used in the promo for that show. It's either that, or it's like, because like Celebrity Jeopardy is them in the place of regular people. You know what I mean? It's like uh, Celebrity Price is Right. You know, it's like, Elon Musk, how much is this loaf of bread? Well, uh, you know, I don't really buy bread, but uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I look at something like bread, I think it's very soft, very rounded. What if something like bread was square with edges? You know, what if we saw something like bread, something that's loaded with carbs and calories and air and just starches? And what if we just took that and we made it into something that was beyond bread? What if we took all the gluten and we took all the wheat and we took all the water and we took all the yeast and we took all the salt and we took all the molecular flavoring out and then we synthesized that bread down to just its essential components. <laughs> hydrogen. So we put that hydrogen into Zeppelins. It's a brilliant, never-before-done idea. We're putting hydrogen in these large balloon ships, and we're going to use them to transport internet, because that's what Tesla would have wanted. That's correct. You know, because it's celebrity prices, <laughs> right? Because it's celebrity prices, right? Because it's celebrity prices, right? And everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Um, Fifteen hundred to the anti-trans fund. <laughs> no, it's gonna be. Uh, it's it's uh, to. It's not really for Elon Musk, but it just so happens to be for X. It's not really Elon Musk, but we're just trying to give this money to X. <laughs> That's the charity. It's just being laundered. <laughs> <It's for> being <laughs> God, that'd be such a good Ocean's 15 scheme where they try to launder money through a fake charity on a... Oh, my God, no. They try to rig... What? What? You're going in the wrong direction. They're trying to rig Celebrity Jeopardy Oh, by bam, using bam, 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 the Mission Impossible-like face mask thing to replace one of the contestants to help 
a contestant that's going to support the charity they want to be supported. Mm. Because for the they're a dunce. Because this is a movie in the late 90s. (laughs) 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 So they can barely feed themselves. So instead of going on regular Jeopardy, they had to go on Celebrity Jeopardy to get the competitive edge, you see. That also seems like a whole Nathan for you (laughs) kind of deal where they're like, all right, we want to get you on Jeopardy. We want you to win at Jeopardy. So we're going to make you a celebrity first so that we can put you on. Oh, my God. It's a lot like, okay, hold on. Please tell me you've heard about this. This sounds like this game show. I think it's whatever fucking, not Ben Shapiro, what the fuck is the other guy? Steven Crowell. One of them. They made a movie, and the whole movie is that there was a basketball team (laughs) from high school, and they were in high school, and then I guess they – go to work and stuff, and they want to be, be stars again, so they decide to lie and say that they're trans women so that they could go and that they could do sports against women. That's, like, the premise of, like, a person who's, like, I, it's, like, a really bigoted, because if it's in the late 90s, it's it would be a developmentally disabled person. Yeah, it'd be the ringer. It would literally be the ringer. It would be the ringer. They're wearing a mask. And they're fucking doing celebrity jeopardy. Joanna man. And then the whole fucking joke of the movie is gonna be the last question. It's gonna be like, you're about to win. The last question. Then all of a sudden they hit it. You know what it is? Wrong one, wrong one. It's the daily double. What's two plus two? (laughs) The camera cuts to them. Uh it would be something that's like five. It is described as the capability of humans to understand what it is like for other individuals through their perspective. And they just can't come up with what is empathy. That's extra fucked up. This is, this, this is, that's how you know these game shows, by the way, are very dystopian. Not all of them, but a lot of them. A lot of them. And they're kind of like. Uh, uh, produced in a way that also is like weirdly dystopian. I mean, they made Slumdog Millionaire. It's literally about who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, but like, it's in a place where like percentage-wise, not everyone's a millionaire. But see, we have who wants to be a millionaire in America, where anyone can be a millionaire. And so therefore, it's not so bad, right? Where like, if you have it if you have who wants to be a millionaire in another country that isn't America, then it's like, oh, wow, they're going to be a millionaire. They're going to be so much better than everyone else around them. So you're poor and I'm in your country. Let's make you be able to feed your family. That's effectively what it is. Yeah, it's dis- it's honestly, I think it's disgusting. But in America, it's we'll run it back. You're poor, and you want to be able to feed your family, but you're also kind of better than other people. It's like, (laughs) you're poor, you live in America, so while even though we're tricking you, you're actually really smart, you can do this. You can totally do this. Oh, wait, run run, run it backward. You're poor, and you're watching this from the comfort of your living room that you have maxed out most of your credit cards for. But it's okay. It's not okay. (laughs) The answer is 
You're being cheated by everybody and everything around you. I don't have the. Other oh, it doesn't have the. Da -da 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 that is the best one. Wait, it's probably you, just at the end. Do you have just the the sit down one, like the? Oh, this one's fun. Now, oh, everything in your whole life is in front of you. You will not be able to pay your student loans. I know that you and your girlfriend have really wanted to have kids, but she had an established present pregnancy, and unfortunately, your insurance didn't cover that. So that's been a real hard difficulty on you while you're. Wait, is she still alive? She's bad, actually. Fuck. You know, and that's gonna make you have to pay, that much harder. You have to pay for the funeral because she's an immigrant, and oh. her family is unfortunately afraid to, because you know ICE has been down their bad. So. What's my trivia question? <sighs> Name something specific you make sure to clean before company comes over. I'm going to go with D is nuts. Final answer. The, an the, an the answer is... Oh, I, I needed myself. The answer is... <laughs> Man. The answer is those nuts. Oh, you know what? Those nuts. You know what, Regis? That's why we play the game. That's, you know, you come. I just, it's just happy to be here. Oh, man. Everything it's, in front of you is falling apart. Wow. You thought you made to pay your just, car note this month. Just to get this far was such a, a You're pleasure. Gonna starve. Your family's going to starve. Pleasure of a lifetime, <laughs> man. Oh, oh man. Oh. I hope you can monetize this on social media or you're fucked. <laughs> I might kill myself when I get home. Um, but I love trivia games. I love trivia games for that reason because then you watch someone just like have a have just a small lapse in in uh, whatever studying that they did for the thing, and their life crumbles in mm -hmm. front of them, and you're like, you fucking idiot! I think that's one of the How most. How did famous you not know it was Henry the Eighth? That's seriously one of the most famous. Who was because there's like two. There's like the first millionaire who like uses he's like the last question he uses his like phone a friend to call, call his, his friend he calls and, his mom and he's like hey i'm just calling to let you know i'm about to win a million dollars like that's a that's, and that's for the first millionaire too that was like that was like a, a very big thing that's like goat behavior that is that is shit that like so there was somebody you know the game and you're just dialed in the million dollar question was a harry potter question was it really? It was a very serious, very, but the problem wait, is... Wait, it was it was is, a serious question? Dun, dun, dun. Shh. This is back when Harry Potter was very big. <coughs> but it wasn't that big. Well, I guess I'm sneezing. You know, back in 2003. Yeah, and seriously. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm aware. I was, I was alive back then. My back hurts. <laughs> So wait, the, the, then what happened? They lost. No. That's the thing. It's like very strange to watch, to watch the kind of question that today almost anyone, just because of pop media, a zennial, a Gen Alpha, who's not even interested in Harry Potter, has heard about it. Gen Alpha doesn't know shit about trivia. I'm calling Gen Z out right now, too. Y'all don't know shit about trivia. And people talking about me. I'm like, I'm the millennial? 
I mean, I am, but I'm just saying. I mean, you are, but. Dude, my bag. <laughs> millennials love trivia. Boomers love gambling. That's that's the breakdown of game shows. Because if you look at like, if you look at some of the rest of my like top favorite game shows and my honorable mentions, um, you're gonna see it's a whole lot of just how well do you know vibes, and then how well do you know historical vibes, and that's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty much all you got to do to create a uh, primetime television show for me. Is just you know teach me something while I'm watching it, and so I want to give you some time, James. To I w- I want to know what are your top five favorite game shows, and I'm asking you this now because I already have mine locked and loaded, and I know I've been locked and loaded this whole episode. I'm gonna hit them real quick. Top oh. five. Top five. <laughs> Starting from five. Price is right. Price is right. Super fight, super fun. The kind of thing that I used to see all the time on TV. Then newlywed, newlywed game. Newlywed game. I used to always see the repeats. Super fun. And honestly, they were one of the shows that used to always have black couples on. Mm-hmm. And like, you, and Sherry Shepard's a hell of a host. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's absolutely amazing. Like she, she does great. She's got great rapport with all the contestants. Yeah. Family Feud, Louis Anderson. The Louis Anderson years. This guy's got it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not even trying to like like steep They were few and far between. There weren't a lot of Louis Anderson years, but I got to say he he did them he did them well. Now, here's the thing. You're gonna these these are obvious, right? But there, there's a reason they're obvious, and I went through those first 3 really quick for a reason. Yeah. So I can take at least two minutes to say, I don't even like Wheel of Fortune that much. But how important it is to me in my life and watching TV with my mother and not having television. You know, seeing games like uh, The Price is Right, the Newlywed Game, that was when I was off of school. You know what I mean? And I would see repeats and reruns on on like packs or on like PBS or or Channel Four when they they because they bought those shows back multiple times with different hosts. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, they do get the the occasional revamp. Yeah, that I think is uh, much needed. When you like things, you kind of like them because of when you like them, mm. and you know it seems like a common thing to like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. But I promise you, it's a strange, very common, pretty modern cultural phenomenon to, like, love Jeopardy. Jeopardy was for old people. It was for a while. and But it's had such a resurgence because it's, it's kind of reached It's Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy. It's Wheel of Fortune as two and Jeopardy number yeah. one. And it's not even, like, Jeopardy, Pat Sajak and Vanna White. Pat Sajak, yo, Pat Sajak. They did amazing, amazing, amazing host. Mm-hmm. Personable, super funny. They do like the cruise ones, the Disney ones. They've been doing that before anyone, before Jeopardy. Then Jeopardy, Jeopardy never really been about like the specialty cruise shits and stuff. They're just they've done. But th- here's the thing: in the last like ten years, 
I'm not gonna. They've not done like Disney, mm. but mm. they've done way more Celebrity Jeopardy, way well, more mean, Kids Jeopardy. But that's because of the strikes. Like that's that's because of kind of external things. But yes, but yes, the Kids have, Jeopardy, the High School Jeopardy, like they you know, did have themed things. How'd you feel about Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Did you ever watch that? You know what's interesting is that the reason I mentioned that those shows in my top five is because like I would have a top twenty. I like that show, Jeff Foxworthy. I think that he's like pretty. You might be smarter than a fifth grader. I, I, uh, he was in his prime. He was in his bag with that one. Yeah, it was it was super good. Um, Also, a lot of the questions, the third and fourth grade questions, were stumping me as like a seventh eighth grader. Yeah. Dude, there were some things that they would do on uh, on uh, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And I'm like, that is not in the curriculum. Yeah. That is, what what fifth grade, what fourth grader? A good school. I know. It has to be That was school. always the answer. Not my school. Like, I was like, look, my mom's a teacher. Like, I have access to the fucking, I, I got the books. I got the receipts right you're here. You're sitting there, you're like, they're doing a math. They're saying a fifth grade. I'm just like, I know the pack. I know the Pythagorean theorem. Flipping a through. square plus b squared. I'm ready. I'm then they come out there with calculus. What school? Like, what? Palo Alto, right? Like, okay, yeah, I know Pythagorean theorem, but like, I don't know what a fucking cosine is. I'm gonna be honest. It's way beyond that because you're saying that now. I think you would have back then. Oh no! Because a cosine and tangent, or you might have been too. Because uh, our ages are different. Fi- yeah, fifth you know, grade, by the time that I we was were like doing trig in the tenth in, in the tenth grade, it's about cosine. I, I mean, like I might not know the in depth, but like I know what it means in a calculator a little bit. I kind of get it, and the questions aren't kind of. But like, no, they were dropping trig. I know they were. They're, I know they were. They were doing some wild. They shit. were dropping like they straight were do- calculus, college calculus. They were doing proofs and stuff in there. Oh, so what's, what's going they on? They were out over there, here? and they were like, you know, this hasn't been solved for fifteen hundred years, and if you do this, you're gonna win. And one of these is the four answers. <gasps> no, just by the way, he's absolutely amazing host. He was, and, and them kids too, like they give it up for give it give it up for those kids. Really, yo, that's actually one of those things. Like they were they were doing pop quizzes on a weekly basis. It's very interesting because. That show was produced. Here's the thing: there's lots. Of, uh, what's the one with Nikki Bella and Blake Sheldon? We we watched it. Oh, F wrestling. Uh, Barmageddon. Barmageddon. You know, I got, a, a, I got a bullet point that features that. We'll circle back to that as well. There's a lot of amazing game shows. There are so many, and they're so there's, fun. There's a lot of different tropes of game shows, and so I I previously said like at the foundational part of game shows, there were trivia shows. I'm taking that out. I'm taking that back. Trivia shows are like a couple tiers up at the base level of like what I think a good game show is. Is there is a playable game that requires some sort of like intuition. The cube. The cube is base level game show. And that's the one uh, hosted by Dwayne Wade. It is... (laughs) It's like the weirdest. It's like the weirdest show. Period. It's like the cube is sassy. The cube is so sassy, and it's a robot. And like, wow, that was a nice try. You sure you don't want to give up? Ha 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 ha! Like, damn cube, 
Why you got Why you got to burn like that? Fuck off, dude. I I shouldn't. There are certain game shows I should never be on. The Cube is number one because uh, for for the uninformed listener, The Cube is a game show where people come on and it takes forty minutes for you to watch a person or a tandem do three uh, team building exercises. Essentially, it's like um, let's take these little sticks and pass them to each other. But they, like they have to go, go through other sticks because they're if, standing and if loosely. They, if they knock the sticks over, then then you lose. You can't knock. You can't put the stick through the sticks. You can't pass the, and the sticks have to pass through each of the sticks. Don't knock the other sticks over. Otherwise, your time is deducted from your big time, and then your big time becomes smaller time after each round. But if you get to a certain level of earnings, you can reset your, you can spend earnings to reset your time. It makes no fucking sense, dude. And, but there is still a way to explain it. Like, I say it makes no sense, but it makes sense. Like, the way I just described it, you're like, oh, okay. There it's are like there's rules. a hoop. There's a ball. Easy. Hoop, you have a ball. The spot is here. You or your partner get to choose who's throwing it in the hoop. They get one shot. You get one, one opportunity. Shot. There's like, you get like Don't three. Don't miss a chance to blow. You get like three chances to like move something closer. And it's like either you get like nine lives or use one of your three chances. And it's like. They're carnival the games. They're carnival yeah. games. And it's like, okay, is it your. Okay, now we have to do. A fishing exercise. You know, Chandler, you got to do it. Oh. But if you fail four times, but maybe it's because you're too good. Yep. Maybe it's because you're too good and too used to it. Maybe me, <sighs> I can knock it over without knocking down the poles. I'm throwing too much too much strategy into it. It's a whole thing. It's a, But that's at the base level of game is there is a winnable game that is happening. And again, I'm going to harken back to deal or no deal because there'll be the... I just, I'm sorry. I had and you're just done with it. Get that dumb dumb out of here. Harkening back to deal or no deal. You make your selection, and then there's no rules. No rule. Like there's there's a format that things should follow. If that banker called down and was like, "Hey, so I see you got case number fifteen. Here's the deal. You could go home with fifty cents. You could go home with a million dollars. You've eliminated everything else in between. I'm gonna give you three million right now for your firstborn child and you can walk right now deal or no deal i do it and boom done Sold. Firstborn child gone gone you just rumple stiltskins your way into three million dollars and you know what you spun one game show into parents into gold ha 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 i'm not gonna have any children oh you maybe out, i'd like to you've out never know rumpled the stiltskin i win Fast forward five years, Sarah. I'm sorry, I didn't know. I thought, I thought. Fast forward ten years, and whatever you've donated to like a local sperm bank or something, they go and collect the child from their parents. Oh shit! How you meta gaming, Ripple Stiltskin? <laughs> yo, how you out here? How you out here thinking? Yo, out here overthinking. That is S tier gaming, and that's what I that's what I strive towards. I'm going to donate semen. Now, what if nobody picks your semen? Well, I because can I can wait. 
Wait, hold on. Let me. Oh, can I make fun of me, you playfully? Can I make fun of you playfully? Yeah. You ain't got no job. Why are they gonna pick your semen? <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, then that's, th- that's the problem. That's a trick, right? That's also the meta game uh, because I, if you so I, are so amazing, well, because I, they'll pick they'll pick my semen because I I'm a winner at whatever yes, game show. But if you're not winning, if you're not winning, they don't pick it. Then you have imagine you think you've done so good. Imagine you're like a CEO of a Fortune 500 <laughs> company. <laughs> your wife gives birth, but it turns out nobody ever picked your semen. It's so, you're so joyful. You're like, it's never, not even your mind. Like, you're a billionaire, but you gave up your soul. And that was the only thing you need to keep. And so, literally, as she gives birth, what if they the walk kid in the door to take your child. What if the kid isn't mine? Oh, shit. Ooh. Now, what are you going to be racist for? Why are you going to say he was black? <laughs> God damn it. Here I am thinking I'm out rumpling the stilts. And you bring it back. Actually, Rumpelstiltskin is a racist caricature. Obviously. I, I mean, it's not obvious. I actually can't explain it. It's just the, <laughs> the name alone feels like mm, they're doing something here. I don't know what it is. I can't put a pin in, in exactly. Rumpel? Rumpelmans? How could you post about that? I've been sober. It's actually, 24 hours. It's Rumpelstiltskine. Oh my God! How you, why do you have to? Why do you have to be Jewish? Because <laughs> now I, <laughs> I ask myself <laughs> from the river to the sea. But that doesn't. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. I can't. You know what? <laughs> Game show. <laughs> Game shows. Oh my God. I made a joke. Nothing's going to misinterpret me. Whatever. Leave me alone. I'm progressive. Leave me alone. No, I think we all get it. You're saying that the Camp David Accords were a game show hosted by the U.S. (laughs) And the U.S. is the Steve Harvey of international conflict hosting. This is the Daily Double. Hold on. Drink a few of these. You record something for the public. (laughs) (laughs) Risking everything right risk now. It, risk it all. I think that people dying is bad. Whoa. <laughs> so, ground level of good game show material. There is a game. You have it on camera. Next tier up is a game that takes a litmus of social consensus. This is represented by games such as Family Feud. Because Family Feud, America says, um, I'll also kind of throw in, um, you ever heard of uh, Chain Reaction? That, that sounds kind of familiar, but I don't quite know it. That one, it's a little bit, lo- but they'll have like either idioms or compound words, and you have like one word and then four or five blank word slots. And then a bottom word, and you have to try to link the the compound words into, which I think that one just kind of because it uses vernacular is more like it it has to do with social consensus. I guess that a, sounds difficult for me right now. It's a fun one though, like that one. It'll be like um 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 
it'll be like cuckoo and bridge. And so it'll be like cuckoo clock, clock tower, tower bridge. I, you know what? Chain reaction. Words in me, thumbs up. The, the you're just throwing phrases at me right now? Yeah. I'm just throwing random shit tower, at you. I, hold on. So do it again. Uh, the, the words you would have to connect. Okay. Do <clears throat> give, give me a real one so maybe I this can. Is, this is a real okay, one. Okay. I'm not just throwing. So you say cuckoo. Clock. And, and bridge would be the bottom one. Cuckoo bridge. So you'd go cuckoo clock, clock tower, tower bridge. Oh, but, oh yeah, because it's cuckoo clock and then it's bridge. So it's cuckoo clock, ah, clock tower. Because tower it's a bridge. tower bridge. Boom. Got that it. I get that. There we go. We did it together. That's actually really it. That one's a fun one. That's that actually really good. I would love to play that. Okay. Um, the next tier up is one that requires um, a type of synergy amongst uh, two competitors. Or not competitor uh, amongst um, um, partner competitors, and I think the one that's most obvious example of this is a thousand dollar or a hundred thousand dollar pyramid <laughs> or a catchphrase, like which is a that's that's a very well known same idea. But you just you do you say the thing, you say hints to try to get the thing, and you just kind of have to like hit that mind meld with your partner. A hundred thousand dollar pyramid usually. Under under other stipulations, I'd be like, ugh, it's celebrities just trying to... But no, nah, the celebrities who are in that are in it to win it, and I respect <laughs> the shit out of their game. Bobby Moynihan, you have earned a lot of people a lot of money, and there are a lot of other celebrities. Rosie O'Donnell is another frequent one. One of the best, one of my favorites. One of the goats. And, like, the celebrities in there take the shit seriously. And it, I just, I respect gamesmanship. Like, there's a sportsmanship, there's a gamesmanship, and those who just know how to play the game or know how to, like, communicate with people, it's just, it's it's kind of a beautiful harmony, synergy to witness. That's the main aspect of game theory that I think is super fun when it comes to, like, game shows, which is one of the main rules of playing games is that you have to play by the rules. And in all of the game shows, you can't win Unless you play, by, you can there. play World of Fortune and just like say all the letters. You can't and just say the things, you know. And you would think that it would behoove you if you see the first letter, the third letter, and the eighteenth letter. You know what it is to just say it, but you make less money. You benefit. You got to build up. You got to build a participating. Got to play the game, and that's one of the things when it comes to games. Is like even fake games, video games, if you're not playing genuinely, you kind of shouldn't be playing. And that's, you know, because what are you, you going to do? You're like, you know, you play Family Feud. It's like, what is your wife like for dinner? You're going to say pasta? That's not fun. The whole huh. point of the game is to guess something funny and silly that a stranger would guess. You know, you're not just thinking about what you and your wife actually want. It's like huh, this thing that your wife would call you when you go to bed. And you're like, you and your wife have a very good relationship. You guys are but pretty cool. But does the rest of America have? You know, so that's, that's what I like about Family Feud is sometimes you do have to take yourself out of it. Mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. you have to be like, well, this is what I think. But that's not the right answer. And that's part of the fun. But the embarrassing. The people, they're like saying it's like <laughs> this thing. My wife loves when I, my wife hates, but knows I love to stare at this. 
then it's like her ass you know what i mean and it's like maybe the guy's like you know and they all know that's not really the truth but like it's meant to be fun and you know it's meant to be funny mm -hmm. if you participate There's earnestly you're playing the game wrong mm, wait no, no, because no, earnestly is answering the questions earnestly. I mean, like, oh, you oh. know, your wife doesn't like when you do this. When I forget to pick up Susie from school, that's not a, that's not an answer. Well, th but that's the important part is when. So, uh, again, bringing it down to the gamesmanship in Family Feud, they'll say hundred blank surveyed, and it'll say either hundred Americans surveyed, hundred people surveyed. 100 men surveyed, 100 women surveyed, and it'll give you just a snippet of what that demographic is, and that could drastically change the entirety of the questioning basis. Because if it just says 100 people surveyed, name whatever something your husband does, that's one thing. Isn't it interesting? But if it says 100 women surveyed, and you're like, okay, what's the archetype of yeah, I'm about to say, what kind of person, what's the kind of person that you would be like, if like if it's like 100 women surveyed, then that means you're probably going to get two answers that are like, whatever, and three like wild answers. It's like, because <laughs> you know women. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can look and you can find out how they do those surveys. And it's like malls, there's like certain ways. Yeah. So you can find out how they do them. Then if you, it's like, it's like game theory. When oh they ask God. those questions, and they say, love game and they theory. Say, we polled a hundred women. <laughs> your husband doesn't like this. The, your husband doesn't like when you come home and do this. You're not about, thinking mm -hmm. about like what you feel. You're not even thinking about what the husband is complaining or is like thinking, but they're thinking about what the things. The women like, surveyed are internalizing about what their husband's thinking. There's a whole other level to it. Take her shoes off. Oh, good, good answer. Good. Um, I'm gonna not make dinner immediately. Because mm. that's sexist. No, but you know what the what the actual number one answer is. Comes home, puts on the quote unquote comfy sweater that's it because then steve harvey would be like you know you know when she's putting on that sweater you ain't getting none tonight and you're like yes steve harvey the the question already implicated that that was the, the joke sweater. <laughs> Ooh, the sweater <laughs> <laughs> you know you you you, you, you <laughs> you, you, you know that sweater. You, you know, know you know women don't want to have sex with you, but they should because you're your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll find out about that when you're older. <laughs> you wait, are you married? Steve Harvey's old and sexist. God, I. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason I wanted to talk about this this episode, the whole. I knew it. I knew it. I f how did I fucking know it? Well, God, because Steve Harvey's a fucking joke. Oh, somebody's going to be like, the, well, you're never going to have a fucking Korean comedy. He doesn't either. Oh! <laughs> Got him! <laughs> <laughs> 
God, fuck. Shots fired. Yeah, he's gonna blacklist me from somewhere. Fast forward 15 years. I actually make like a comedy career and I'm about to get booked somewhere. And Steve Harvey's actually the perpetrator of the fucking comedy club. No, Steve Harvey's gonna put out an entire diss special. Just using just my jokes. Using your <laughs> jokes. <laughs> and he's gonna call you out by an I love Family Feud. And if there's one thing that is just per- per- propelling me forward in a comedy career, it's that that someday <laughs> I will be able to dethrone Steve Harvey because I believe, I believe deep in my hardest of hearts that I can be a better host of Family Feud than Steve Harvey, nay, even the best host of Family Feud, period. Here's the thing. People don't understand. Why do I think that Louie was such a great like host? There's a difference. See, Steve, he likes to pretend that things are funny. If things aren't funny, Louie's not pretending. Louie, Louie's not pretending. Louie's looking despondent. Look <laughs> at the card and going, mm. <sighs> pizza. I, I'm not on the right page. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were still doing Louis Anderson. <laughs> Wait. Oh, oh well, oh, man. Well, well, well. <laughs> I guess we're on to the next one. All right. Okay. Um, it reminds me of that. It reminds me when I was mistreated by that kid in my childhood high school, just All like right. on my show. Let's Life with Louis. I go check check it out. This t- this weekend on CBS. Um, why do you sound like a why do you sound like an old black man? Is that not who Louis Anderson is? Is <laughs> you know, the trumpet player, right? Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, can't I, I cannot. <clears throat> um my favorite host of Family Feud is John O'Hurley. And you know why? Why? It's because he's the most enthusiastic while letting the people play the game. The thing about John O'Hurley is that he's got a great announcer voice, but he's not threatening. He can just ask a question in a rhythmic cadence and has a great head of hair while doing it. And that's all I want to do with my life. That's all I want to be. He, he does make some pleasant small talk, but at the end of the day, he's just, let's get this game going. We're playing the Family Feud. We're playing the Family Feud. He's got his shit on lock. He was the perfect amount of flirty. Uh, what is it? Richard Dawson? Too much. He w- Richard Dawson would be canceled in a heartbeat. Today, uh-huh. Louis, you're you cute, you're cute, sweetheart. Hey, come on, let me. And <laughs> Richard Dawson, kind of a creep, kind of a fucking creep. There, I said John O'Hurley, fuckable energy. That's Louis Anderson. I'm sorry, Louis Anderson, but not Louis. You know what? You're fat phobic. He just didn't have fuckable energy. He's like, he's like oh, I don't care. He's I'll fuck him. This his energy is not fuckable. His his energy isn't fuckable. He, he, I think I think he fucks, but I think he himself, um, 
doesn't have the fuckable energy necessarily necessary to be the family feud host. And I think Steve Harvey's fuckable energy comes from a weird place. It Steve Harvey's fuckable energy seems like um, you said that I went to th- I wanted to throw up in my fucking mouth. <laughs> I really wanted to fucking bleh. That's gross. Steve Harvey has no energy that's fuckable. But here I'm looking back at just some of the um the previous Family Feud hosts and like there's some pretty consistent fuckable energy. All right, hit me with some names. Okay, Al I'm Ro- going to give you fuckable or not. Al Roker. Actually, 90s fuckable, 2000s not. Oh, 9/11 did that to I me. love a thick kid. Oh. Um Richard Karn. Ooh. Richard Karn. Richard Karn, I'm not gonna lie, killed it, actually. He was he was a very good he was one of the least memorable, but I will still say fuckable energy, good personality, kept the game light and moving. He's the Karnmeister. He's the in the Karnmeister. The Carney. The and nobody knows what that reference is. You know that? That's crazy. Is that a is that a home improvement thing? No. You're lying. Okay. Wait, are you? No, you're talking about the the. Uh, the I the the Rob Schneider bit, right? Okay, 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 okay. Did, Ooh, I, for did a I, second, I redeemed myself, right? Ooh, for a second, I thought I don't know what was happening. I didn't know. Oh, I was Joey Fatone. Of I hosted. I, re- I remember one episode. I watched one episode. He was he was a good intermediary, um. And you know what? Looking back through it, uh, it's hit or miss. I'm sorry, Louis Anderson. Some days you, some days you were radiating fuckable energy, and other days it just wasn't on. I think you photograph well, but your candids just seem a little too like. Uh, like I, I have a TV show about me with a kid, but I sound like an adult. Yeah, yeah. He seems like I don't know. Yo, somebody, like somebody a, greenlit that. But the, no. somebody greenlit a children's show about him. They had to. They did one for Howie Mandel. So, like you know, you once you do one comedian's like uh show about when they were a kid then you got to do them all dave chappelle's as a, as a kid dave chappelle's as a kid <laughs> oh wait hold on hold on can i um nope nope <laughs> nope sorry producers a, uh I'm producers scrapped <laughs> that one <laughs> I, I'm it a was James, bitch. also <laughs> i had a trans friend once <laughs> 